All right, you're listening to Trip Radio, 107.1 FM. This is Andrew Merriweather, and I have the privilege of sitting in the studio with Emily Jane Powers. She is a prolific musician based here in Chicago. She has released numerous albums since 2003. Her most recent release is Restless. Emily, thank you so much for coming to the studio and talking to us. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to start with the name of this record, Restless. Where did that name come from? Yeah, I named it after the song that I wrote, which is also called Restless, which I think in certain ways I'm still trying to figure out what the song exactly is about, but it's mostly a kind of very visceral, emotional sensation. I felt like I had been having for a while. And a particular restlessness about something specific or just a general feeling? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's mostly was a general feeling. I, I turned 30 recently, I'm 31 now, and I think that I sort of had reached a point in my adulthood where things started to feel really cemented and like solid in a way that was both really comforting and I think really frightening as well. You know, my career, uh, my identity as a musician, but also as a professional, as a woman, someone who has been married for a while, but doesn't want kids and sort of how that fits into my own view of who I am, who I want to be, who I think I am, who I want to be in the future, and also opposing what other people are viewing of me and thinking of me. And I think I had sort of felt a lot of things all at once, and I didn't feel very good for a while. And I think that writing the album helped me figure out a couple of things about myself that I feel much more much more settled with. Because you brought up motherhood. I wanted to talk about Talk and Beg a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that song is incredibly powerful to me, partly just in its musicality. It starts off in this sort of like jangling, sort of stumbling guitar melody, and then it just like explodes into a lot of feeling. Mm-hmm. Can you just talk, walk me through the process of, of writing those lyrics and coming up with like the decision to have it kind of crescendo in the way that it does? I wrote the song really quickly. I remember where I was in the apartment. The lights were really dark. I wasn't really, I was like kind of scribbling stuff down. I wasn't really thinking about it that much. I was just kind of like writing it down. I think I had a show that I wanted to finish it for. <laughs> uh, so the the writing process, I didn't intend for it to be like that. I think that there was some sort of unintentional thing I was trying to get out, but the performance of it really came together when I was recording it. And that is the one song on the album besides Leah that I recorded live. I recorded the guitar live, and I guess I actually did both of them separately, but yeah, if I remember correctly, I tried to do it live and the vocals weren't happening. I was like physically shaking when I was doing it, and it wasn't working for me to both sing and play guitar at the same time. But I do, I do remember vocally when I did that take feeling like I didn't intend to yell like I did, and I didn't intend to sound that way. It just sort of closed my eyes and it happened that way.
Can you talk to me about the last line of that song, uh, which is, I know I'm not strong enough to be a mother. Motherhood is something that I think is very important and admire greatly. And I have not found a, a place for myself in how that is defined or I just haven't seen myself in, in what that is yet. And I feel pretty strongly at this point in my life that it's 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 not for me. And does the chorus of expectations as you sort of reference in the song, does that feel societal or does that feel more specific than that? That's societal. I had to talk to a couple people about that line specifically because I was worried that people were going to view it personally and it's not, it's it's very much societal. Um, and I think the, the line, the, when I get nervous, I forget the words to my songs, especially That's when fine. I pause. I have the lyrics here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, is no woman untouched by the chorus of our expectations? Yeah. Does yeah. it seem like something that you have to explain a lot to folks? Like, are people mostly surprised when you say like, yeah, I, the like parenthood thing just doesn't seem like my path. It's interesting. I think that when I had said that when I was younger, people viewed it as well, she'll grow out of it. You just say that now because you're young. I got married pretty young. I got married when I was 23. And I knew at that point that I didn't want kids. And I think that I think some folks might have seen it as sort of a phase that I would grow out of it. And I was like, hmm. Not sure about that. <laughs> it always seems like the talk is that it's like there's going to be some sort of biological trigger that's just going to flip one day, mm-hmm. and then you just are not going to be able to resist. Yeah, the possibility of having children. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I can't predict the future. Um, but I, I, the things that I feel like I can offer that fall sort of in the Venn diagram of of motherhood is I, I do think that I'm a very nurturing, loving person. Um, and I don't think that I have to have children to be able to share that with people. And I, and I don't think that family is defined in a biological sense either. I think that, that family is also who you, who you choose in a way that's more expansive than just two people choosing to raise a small person together. In your elbow to my ribs, the terrifying a little bit more about some lyrics and some other songs because there's just so much poetry Mm -hmm. in this record sometimes i feel like i'm reading like an ashbury poem (laughs) when i'm reading this (laughs) stuff and so i'm glad that like you were saying i'm still figuring out what like restless is about or like what some of these songs are about because i i read through them i'm like my brain is percolating but i don't exactly know what's going on and and blood for me is is one of those songs Mm. where there's a lot of really provocative lines and there's one line in here that's like distance rots our collective thoughts. I just love that line, and I'm oh. just wondering where that came from. Yeah, I... <laughs> You're hitting all the big ones, by the way. <laughs> I try, I try. Yeah, that line for me is about uh, not being near the people that you love 
and missing them and miscommunicating with them when you're with them. That song in particular for me is not about my 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 close parents, but it's about like my larger family community um, in Michigan mostly, and a couple people that have dispersed around the country. I don't know. I think about it. I think about ways that I can be maybe more present and more communicative when I see them again. But I think I, a lot of things I think I just write about and then it sits there. <laughs> and then sometimes I do stuff about it, but then other parts of me is like, well, whatever I needed to work out, I just worked it out through this song and it's gonna be okay for a little while longer until the next album and then I forget and then I want to talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, but that's um, good. I guess that, that's like, you means you always have creative fire yeah, coming yeah. up, right? <laughs> So I've noticed that you, you take your time between records, uh, you know, three to four years. Mm -hmm. I used to not be like that. I used to put out like an album every year yeah. and whatever, whatever happened, happened. I just put it down and then I just gave it to people and I was like, this is done. And then I think that as I got older, my time became a lot more precious. I was going to edit more, I think. And Alec talked to me a lot about this. We kind of got both kind of fascinated with this idea of editing and that less is more. And that translated, I think, in my own thinking of music as, okay, well, that's the first idea I came up with, but can I do better? Yeah, I'm a perfectionist. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these songs took you the longest to write? Yeah, Who Pays took me the longest. Hmm. Uh, that song almost didn't make it. I actually had a different song that was called 30. Uh, <laughs> that was going to go on the album. And it felt very like 2006 Emily Jane Powers, just loud acoustic guitar kind of silly folk song. And it felt right for that moment, but... It didn't fit with the record. And so Who Pays was a song that I wrote probably two years ago, and I just couldn't finish it. I just didn't know what to do with it. It was like that second verse that I didn't know. I knew there had to be a second verse there, but I just didn't know how it was going to go. And then it just kind of clicked one day. Um, I also had the motivation of I want to try to finish this for the album because 30 didn't feel right. 30 just didn't fit with what was going on. I didn't need to explicitly say I was turning 30. I feel like it's implied with the whole record. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I feel like most people would pick up this record and be like, I think she maybe just turned 30. Yeah, there's like a return to Saturn situation. She'll get over it. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much for coming in. This is really great. I really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. When do you give up? When do you talk back? When do you give up? When do you talk back?